Hi, everybody. Welcome to this latest episode of The Brandon Show. I'm your host, Brandon Smith. And on today's show, we are going to talk about uh, No Time to Die, spoiler free, of course, and my uh, two cents regarding the Daniel Craig Bond movies. So for those of you that may not be aware, I'm a huge 007 fan. Um, I used to belong to the International Fan Club for a, a year or two back in the in the mid-90s. Uh, I may have mentioned this on some earlier pods, but my, my love and appreciation for 007 and the Bond series started really sort of by accident. I mean, as a kid growing up, in the in the 80s you know i was aware of who 007 was and i'd seen a couple of movies here or there but i want to say it was sometime in early 1994 on one of the cable stations usually on sunday nights they would show like a bond double header you know so you'd get a you know you get a connery or an amore um 007 movie or you might get a, a, a laser b movie so um you know i became aware um, that there were many more 007 movies than I had previously thought about. So I was able to, um, you know, over the course of a year or so, acquire um, most of the, the films at, at that time, VHS, from Dr. No all the way through License to Kill, which was Timothy Dalton's uh, last movie, which came out in the, in the summer of 89. So... Said it's 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 94. It's going into early 95, and you know I'm 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 full blown. I'm I'm all in. I'm a 007 fan. You know I've got you know my favorites. I can quote stuff from the different scenes because I think the first two movies I was able to acquire were Doctor No and Diamonds Are Forever. So um, and from there you know just sort of built out, built out. And actually the um, of those you know first couple of dozen. Uh, movies. Uh, it, it took me a while to find a VHS copy of Honor Majesty's Secret Service, the one George Lazenby um, Bond movie. So it's '94, and I'm, um, you know, just loving the movies, loving the movies. And lo and behold, you know, Pierce Brosnan is cast as 007 for what would eventually be 1995's GoldenEye. So from there, just it, it sort of blossomed, and then I would go see the movies, and then when Daniel Craig took over in 2006, I would actually take the day off work and, and go see the movie. So I remember, um, you know, Brosnan's last movie, 2002's Die Another Day, and it was entertaining, but it was it, it was it was silly at times. So that that four-year gap, and then the you know late uh, 2006, Casino Royale came out. Um, you know, took a little vacation day that day and, and went to go see it and, and really enjoyed it. Um, it was a new spin on the character that I hadn't seen before. You know, we're, and I'm, I'm borrowing this from something I saw in an NPR story. You know, we're so used to seeing Bond in his prime. You know, when you see any of the Connery movies, the Moore movies, even though yeah, George Lazenby himself was a new actor, the the portrayal of Bond was a a seasoned veteran agent. Same thing with Timothy Dalton, and then eventually when Pierce Brosnan took over, Bond was already Bond. You know, from the first moment he stepped on the screen in some action sequence, or you know, romancing romancing some young lady, you know, he was the he was the shit. You know, he 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 had already. 
Um, you know, he was at the top of his game, and it was a unique take to see that that origin story. Um, and you know, I, I loved it. I loved Casino Royale. Saw it a number of times. Thought it was great. And then you know, the producers took that sort of unique um, decision to make Quantum of Solace, which actually came out a little bit after the the birth of our son. Um, make it a direct sequel to Casino Royale, which we hadn't seen before in the Bond franchise. Um, and, and look, ladies and gentlemen, while I said there was no spoilers for No Time to Die, you know, these other movies are, you know, anywhere from, you know, six, seven, eight, to 10, 15 years old. So at this point, I'm, I'm going to assume that you've seen um, some of the other Bond movies. So I'm not going to give away too much, but I'm, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard not to say some things that might be spoilers, except for No Time to Die. So, you know, I saw Quantum of Solace one time. Like I said, I was a, my wife and I, we were, uh, you know, blessed to have a bouncing baby boy. And, you know, you're in that sort of hazy, sleep-deprived uh, phase when I went to go see it. And I, I got to be honest, I didn't like it. it Quantum of Solace, it, it felt complicated for complicating sake. You know, it felt like it was complicated just for the sake of being complicated. And, you know, the villain didn't work for me. And the, the overarching plot... Bolivian water. I, I just didn't care. It didn't. I just didn't care. It was a. It was a visually attractive movie. You know, some of the the sights and the colors and the way it cinematically it, it looked good, but the story fell flat. And, and if memory serving me correct, I think there was a, a writer's strike around that time, which may have sort of contributed to it. So, um, that was the first Bond movie since I had become a fan where I only saw it in the theaters once. So you're talking about the four Brosnan movies, a golden eye tomorrow never dies in 97. The world is not enough in 99 and die another day in 2002. And then 2006 is casino Royale. You know, those five movies from, uh, with 95 through, um, you know, Oh six, I'd seen them in multiple occasions. I mean, you know, the early Brosnan movies came out when I was still in college. So, you know, you'd you'd see it in the theaters and then maybe, you know, there'd be a, you know, a dollar theater somewhere in town and you'd go see it again. So, you know, you were used to just seeing them over and over and you had your favorite scenes and whatnot. And I didn't feel that kinship with Quantum Masala. So at the time, to date, it was the only Bond movie I'd seen um, since I became a fan once. All right, so, but I didn't, I didn't blame it on Daniel Craig's performance, um, and, and you know, in, in fairness, he was a bit of a. Um, I've seen this on a YouTube video about Bond, so he, he's a meaner Bond. Um, and while there were little moments of humor sprinkled, not very liberally, throughout Casino Royale, it, you know, Quantum Solace was was kind of bleak. I mean, everyone was sort of in a piss poor mood. It it just it just didn't work. So, you know, back to the drawing board, um, to a certain extent. You know, I hadn't lost faith in Bond, but I was just like, Ugh, I don't, I don't know what direction they're taking this. I hope, you know, can, are they going to make another sequel to a bad, what I considered a bad Bond movie? And they did not. They came out with uh, Skyfall, I believe it came out in, in 2012. Skyfall was great. It was entertaining. I mean, yeah, the... 
you know, the, some of the plot with the villain was a little bit far-fetched, but it was entertaining. And Javier Bardem as, as, as Silva, the bad guy, oh, he chewed up his scenes. And we got the reintroduction for longtime Bond fans of, of Money Penny. Uh, and we got um, Q again. And you had, you know, which probably at the time was one of the most um, active um, M's with you know Jane Duty Dench and her last um, foray as as M. I mean she was a you know major player. It was more than just her giving commands to Bond from high, from behind the desk. Now we had, you know we'd seen her in a number of you know sort of scenes and the role is not enough, but it was really good to see in you know, the the relationship between M and Bond. Um, you know, throughout Skyfall, and, and the end of Skyfall was well. Look, I mean, you know, Judy Dench is no longer M. She, you know, she died. For the, I'm, I'm sorry. Once again, it's it's you know, it's a what a, a nine year old movie. I'm sorry if you hadn't seen Skyfall, but you know, her, her version of M um, was killed. And I, I got to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, I, I I teared up. I got I got emotional because. And I know it's it's a movie, it's a character, but you know she was that unifying link between you know the Brosnan and now into the the Craig years. You know I felt like uh, you know this woman portraying this particular character had been a part of my life, you know, for you know over you know over a decade. You know, I mean. Oh, hell, two decades, almost two decades, you know, from 95 through 2012. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was almost 20 some years of faithfully going to the movies on a regular basis and seeing her, you know, portrayed as one of Bond's allies. So it, you know, really hurt to, to see her go. But once again, extremely entertaining movie, you know, great theme song sung by Adele. I mean, it it just worked it, and and. Craig seemed much more comfortable in the role than he had in some other Bond movies and you know there were quips and and some of this humor that I think now we realize Daniel Craig possesses um you know he he it was on display and it was nice like I said it was it was nice to have money penny back it was nice to have Q back I mean yeah are you going to get some of the gadgets that you got in the mid '90s during the Roger Moore years? No, of course not. But like I said, it was still good, and you know, I liked, um, you know, the the relationship, especially because we're so used to in the early years, Connery, you know, Q and Bond being, you know, about the same age, and they, you know, did feel like much of an age gap during some of the Moore years, but definitely when Timothy Dalton um, took over, um, you know, you could tell that, you know, Q had quite a few years, if not decades, on on Bond. And it, it, it the relationship changed, so it was a weird dynamic, or at least a nice dynamic, I should say, to have Bond be a couple years older than, than Q. And I just want to shout out to Ben Wishaw, who plays uh, Q, and, and Naomi Harris, who's been playing Money Penny. Um, no, I thought they, they're they're both phenomenal um, actors, and I think they really brought a lot to the series. So, fast forward again. 
to 2015 and you've got Spectre. <sighs> Not as good as, as Skyfall. Um, but it would have been hard to be plus this sort of retconning to make all the other Bond movies sort of connected through Spectre and Blofeld and the relationship. Uh, I won't give away too much between Blofeld and Bond. It it felt forced and to a certain extent it felt like the producers unnecessarily painted themselves into a corner. Um, but you know, they did it. Fuck it. Um, you know, once again, I, I felt that Daniel Craig was really finding his, hell, he had found his way and he, he was Bond. You know, you, you saw him and you're like, oh, that's, that, that's 007. Um, I know that some people didn't like the relationship between him and Leah Sadu. I, I don't know. I always, I think from the scene on the train going forward, I felt a certain affinity for both of them. Um, I don't know. I, I think she's a great actress, actor, actress, a, a beautiful a woman. I, I, I enjoyed her addition, um, you know, to the series. Um, I don't know. There was some, I mean, I, the way it ended, the way Scott, Spectre ended with Bond and, and Leah Sadu's character, uh, Madeline, just, you know, driving off as the sun comes up on a sunny London, it felt like the end. It felt like the end of the, you know, Craig series. And you know, honestly, while not as entertaining, and also shout out to Dave Batista as, as Mr. Hinks, um, another one of those sort of silent bruiser characters, but he was good in the in the movie, in the action sequences with him and, and Daniel Craig. But I really thought that was the end. I thought, okay, that movie came out in 2015 and then maybe sometime in 16 or 17, you know, they'd be looking for the new Bond. And I know Daniel Craig had, had made some comments about rather slitting his wrists than portraying Bond again, but, um, and then we heard he was coming back for his final one. And I was, you know, I was kind of thinking like, well, is it going to, is Blofeld is still alive because, you know, Blofeld didn't die at the end of, of of Spectre and is Bond still with Madeline or, or what are we, what are we doing here? So movie got announced, title, No Time to Die. I originally bought a ticket through um, uh, the movie theater that's nearest me. They have an app and I bought it on my phone. And then the, the, the pandemic, of course, had other, had other decisions. So if memory serves me right, the movie was supposed to come out here in the States in April of 2020. And then I think it got pushed to like November of 2020. And then they just decided, screw it, let's just push it to the late, the early to late fall of 2021. So here in the States... You know, it came out on on Friday, October eighth. So I did the same thing. I you know I bought my ticket. I took the day off. Um, <laughs> I had a, a four. I went to a four o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, showing. So I, 
I even put this on my work calendar to stop drinking water after like 1.30. You know, I wanted the, 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 the bladder to be empty and my wife was gracious enough to make sure that the kids um, were okay and, and everything like that. So um, I nervously, you know, got off work and, and went to, you know, the theater. Didn't see any cars in the parking lot. So I was like, oh shit, am I in the right place? I was, thankfully. Um, I was just early. I even took a picture of the empty theater. And honestly, maybe there were eight people total in the theater. And I tried to get one of those seats that's sort of in the middle. Um, tried to go to the bathroom a couple more times just to be on the safe side. Um, and, you know, we've all used to it these days, the 25, 30 minutes of previews. Um, and then the movie started. I don't want to, I'm not going to give away anything regarding the plot. I think once again, just like with Quantum of Solace, cinematically, visually, very appealing to the eye. It, it's a, uh, Barbara Broccoli, one of the producers, the the daughter of one of the late um, originator, original producers, Cubby, Albert Cubby Broccoli, you know, she said it's, it's, it's cinematic, you know, Bond, it, it's, while I, like, I'll watch stuff on my iPhone, Chromebook, um, you know, various TVs with their dongles and devices, you know, Bond is meant for the theater, man. It's meant, you know, that slightly reclining chair and the surround sound, it, it, that, that's, that's, that's how you want to see a Bond movie. Um, at least the first time, you know, after that, if you want to watch it, you know, on your streaming device, that's fine, man. But you, you, you need to have, I mean, it, once again, if it's, if it's safe for you, you know, um, you know, I've been f fully vaccinated since April, still had my mask on until it started and, you know, no one was sitting near me anyway. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if it's safe and you feel comfortable going, you know, I, if you're worried about crowds, I would try to go see a matinee if you can. But but anyway, back back to the back to the movie. I, I, I'll say this: I appreciate Daniel Craig the man and the actor for the hard work, the sacrifices to his body, his health that he's made uh, for this iconic character. His five movies are, for all intents and purposes, a self-contained arc. And whenever the next movie comes out, because I, that's another thing, I I waited until the very last millisecond of those credits where I saw those words, James Bond will return. And I, I gave a little clap. Um, I, I don't know what the producers are going to do from the perspective of the other characters. And I mean to say, you, we already know that Daniel Craig is not coming back. So it's, you know, it's what? It's October of 2021. They're, you know, they're going to let this movie get released to all the different markets. I, I mean, I, I don't know. When, when does the search start? Summer 2022. I, I, I was I don't know how. How long is the search for the next 007? Is it six months? Is it a year? As long as it takes. So that's the thing. Like I'm thinking, could it be till 
I don't anticipate seeing another Bond movie until at least 2024. You know, it, it ain't coming out next year, obviously. And unless they picked the character, you know, imme- you know the new, the new actor immediately, like February, and started working on a script and like had that stuff done by June or July and start. I mean, it's just, I don't see how they could have the, a movie out, you know, in, in, in 2023. So, you know, I'm thinking pick the bond sometime in late 2022, work on the script, maybe start filming it in mid 2023 for a 2024 release. So you're, you know, you're three years minimum from seeing another bond movie. Um, you know, we'll Ray Fi- Ray Fine still be M? Will you still have, uh, I believe his name's Rory Kinnear as Tanner? I mean, will you still have these characters or will you have to completely wipe the slate clean? See, that's the thing. When you had Judy Dench and you still had Desmond Llewellyn as Q, ta- you, know, you know, well, at least with Desmond, see, Desmond Llewellyn, you know, longtime Q who passed away in a car accident after 1999's. Um, no, yeah, yeah, 1999's The World Is Not Enough. You know, he, he was sort of a constant um, throughout the, the series all the way through um, Pierce Brosnan. And then you had John Cleese take over for a, you know, like a movie and a half. But then you had Judy Dench. So you had Judy Dench, who started out in 1995 and then all the way through 2016. So you had at least one pivotal character for all intents and purposes, pass you know, pass the baton on to a new Bond, and I, I just, I don't know if any of these characters have been with the series long enough to be that, you know, that character. I mean, think about it. I mean, you had Ben Wishaw and Naomi Harris and Ray Fiennes in like three Bond movies. I mean. Is, is, is that enough of, uh, you know, of an impact on the Bond universe to portray those characters for the next person that plays Bond? I don't know. So it, it, it becomes a different animal if you're not only if you're looking for a new Bond, but you're looking for a new M and a new Q and a new Moneypenny and a new Tanner. And like all of a sudden, everybody's just fresh faced. And, and I don't. I don't see the reason why they would do another reboot. So, you know, my guess is they're probably going to get somebody in his, because, and and I'm I'm saying his because once again, Barbara Broccoli has essentially stated that, you know, James Bond is a, is a male character. So I'm assuming whoever this dude is, they'll want, hell, they'll probably want to be able to get at least three films out of them. Which means he's got to be in his mid to late 30s, early 40s or so. Oh, you know, young enough to portray the character for another six to eight to ten years, but um, you know, old enough to look like he's a seasoned agent of Her Majesty's Secret Service. So I don't know, and I, I can do another episode on who I think should be Bond or could be Bond. I mean, I've been wrong before because I thought Clive Clive Owen would have been a, a really good bond. Um, but, you know, once again, Daniel Craig has done a fantastic job and I have no regrets. But if you, side note, if you haven't seen those BMW, the higher series, look it up on YouTube. Just type in 
the higher BMW, Clive Owen, really good short films by a number of different um, style and filmmakers. So, No Time to Die. It had some surprises that caught me off guard. I was extremely emotional through a couple of scenes throughout the movie. Go see it. If you've... But I, I would say if you're going to go see it, you need to at least see Spectre because it'll make a lot of what you see make sense. Um, Daniel Craig was phenomenal. Daniel Craig was phenomenal as Bond. He was, I mean, he was introspective. He was funny. He was poignant. I mean, he, he high watermarks for him. Um, go see the movie. You know, it, it's an emotional ride for true Bond fans, longtime Bond fans. Um, it'll make you question some of the decisions about the producers, but all in all, it's 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 worth the price of admission, and it does really make you wonder what's next with the Bond series. By no means is that any disparaging comments regarding Daniel Craig. I love him. I love him to death. But you, you when you when this movie is over, you realize, oh, okay. This is almost like a separate universe for Bond than anything else we've seen before and will probably ever see again. So I'll leave it at that. Go see the movie, uh, No Time to Die, in theaters now. It's a long one, like two hours and 46 minutes. So like I said, watch your liquids. Um, This podcast uh, episode has been somewhat, you know, rambling. I'm I'm, I'm a little tired, but I just wanted to, to get this out there. This isn't my best work, and I do apologize for that. But, um, you know, Bond holds a special place in my heart, and I really wanted to just share some information with you guys. Um, You know, I won't bullshit you. I I don't know when I'm going to record again. Um, I've been meaning to put something down about Halloween or haunted houses, but every time I get close to it, I sort of um, talk myself out of it. Uh, 2021's been a hell of a year. Um, personally, it's been a lot worse than 2020. Um, you know, like a lot of people probably have a little bit of a, and I, I, this, I, I don't mean to sound flippant with this, probably a sort of low-grade depression that had been battling for the better part of a year or two. But, um, you know, got to work on myself. Got to work, you know, make sure I'm healthy and happy and so is the family. So, didn't mean to get dark at the end, but hey, um, you know, it is what it is. So, on that awkward uh, end, this is the Brandon Show. I'm your host, Brandon Smith. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast if you want to or can. It's available at anchor.fm slash Brandon Show, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find most of your podcasts. Um, you got a, a question or concern, um, topic, suggestion for a future episode, you are more than welcome to uh, shoot me a message. Um, you can always you know, email the show. It's um, the show's email address is the Brandon Show at mail.com. That's the Brandon Show at mail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Brandon Smith. I hope you're all um, healthy, safe. Um, Take care of yourselves. God bless. I appreciate everybody who's taken the time to listen to this. And I will hopefully talk to you soon. Take care. God bless.
good night.